Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I said tap need to be represented on this show, and it's finally happening today. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. All right, you guys, welcome on in to The Point with Kristen Burt, and I am so excited. This is kind of the best way to start. Little Beyonce, totally fired up because we have Chloe Arnold here. Welcome. Thank you, Kristen. I'm so happy to be here. I am so excited because we've been talking a lot off camera. We've got a lot to talk about. I'm yes. fired up over everything that's been happening. Me too. And uh, I have a feeling, I'm just going to throw this out at everyone right now, I have a feeling this is going to be another show where I'm going to need to invite you back because there's a lot. No, this is you. good. This is good. I have a lot of questions. Questions and a lot of topics, and I know we won't hit them all in an hour. So, good problem. Yes, very good problem. <laughs> yes. Well, I always like uh, having people here and really talking about their dance stories. And I have not had someone representing Tap, and I th- I say it's my fault because it really is. And it's it's um a f- dance form that scares me a little bit mm-hmm. because I'm terrible at it. I'm terrible <laughs> at anything that doesn't just count in like f- straight fours or eights. I'm a very linear dancer. Okay. Um, but I love it so much, and it's Thank one that you. I always want to like learn more about. Um, and I think like you're such a great representation of. Thank you. Well, I'm really excited to be here, and I'm also um, always excited to advocate for the art form and help people become more comfortable with it because it is a challenging art form. Uh, there's a <laughs> lot of rhythm, a lot of syncopation, and um, so you know my mission is to like make it more accessible, make it uh, more welcoming. Yes. I, well, I appreciate that because I'm like I'm someone that I'm always like, I want to go back into tap class and just really try it. Yeah, um, we welcome you. I know, I know. <laughs> I, I, you know what it is, too? I love the sound of, like, really clean tapping. Like, yeah. I can just close my eyes and listen to it. Thank you. I love it, too. It's like water on rocks. It is. There's something really beautiful and soothing about all of it. Well, how did you get started? Were your parents dancers or anything? Did they get you and your sister into yeah, it? Yeah, so it's interesting. Um, my mom actually was, like, a modern dance creative mover in the 70s. Um, I love that. Yes. And uh, so she already had a, you know, an interest in dance. And so when, you know, when we were born, she thought, okay, I'll put my my girls into dance. Um, But she really let us fly within it. And she noticed when I was about eight years old that I had an affinity for tap. Interesting. Yeah. And she just, she just recognized that. So she started to look for more opportunity opportunities in the newspaper and see if there were things going on. And in fact, there was an all tap company that was like holding auditions. So, oh my gosh, I know. I love this. Very proactive mother. This very is so proactive. good. And you were in the Washington DC area. In, yes, I was in the DC area okay. and there was a free paper called the city paper and they were able to, you know, they had like these local ads. So we had, um, I went to the, this audition. I'll never forget it because I didn't really know much, you know, and I did, I really didn't know much at 
Montreal. Mm-hmm. And so I made the company, the youth company, but on probation. <laughs> I love it. Like <laughs> so, you're in trouble, but yes. you're not. <laughs> so I had three months to like improve or <laughs> kick you out. Yes, <laughs> to leave. So those three months, you know, I took it really seriously. Um, it was the DC Rhythm Ensemble. Oh, I love yeah, it. Yeah, and so I worked hard, and I ended up getting to stay. So that was phenomenal. You're like, yeah, exactly. Your little eight-year-old self, yeah. <laughs> the stress. This, right, exactly. So um, then I was there, and there were a lot of master classes that were being taught. So the um, director, Chris Ballou, was inviting all of these masters in to do lessons. So I got to take from a very young age with these master tap dancers from Harold Nicholas to oh Eddie gosh. Brown to Buster Brown and, uh, you know, um, LaVon Robinson. Like, these were incredible um, tap artists. And so I was really inspired. But by, by about 10, I was like, I'm going to be a tap dancer. And, you know, I really didn't fully know what that meant. Right. But- <laughs> But, but it was in your blood, yeah, in your, your soul. I asserted it, and I saw Gregory Hines. That oh, oh, yeah. that was the like, you know, the tipping point. Yeah, the tipping yeah. point. I saw him perform, and I got to take a picture with him. And it was that moment that made me go, "Okay, this is what I'm going to do." And um, you know, and then since after that, I just really pursued every single learning possibility that I could within tap. That's that's really incredible, too. And being able to learn from so many of these masters that have carried on the tradition of tap and yes. in a very old school, old fashioned way. Yes. And so it's interesting um, within all of those masters, the, there was only there was a woman I got to take from and her name was Diane Walker. And, you know, she really stood out to me because she was a woman in the field. And so um, there was another woman that was in the D.C. area teaching, and she kind of came to my mom, on, my mom and said, you know, I think I can take your daughter further. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm glad my mom listened because um, this woman, Tony Lombre, had been on Broadway, and she, she um, had an all-tap company, but she said, if you're in my company... You have to also take other styles of dance. Aha. Ah. We go back to this all the time. What yes. did she make you take? So she made me take ballet. She made us take jazz, uh, modern slash creative movement. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was African dance on our floor. So it was just amazing because then that opportunity expanded my eyes and everything I imagined. And that led me to my mentor, um, Debbie Allen, who's like, the greatest of all time. The greatest of all time. <laughs> and she, and greatest of all time at everything yes, she does, yes, by the way. Yes. If, if people aren't following her career beyond oh like gosh. fame or anything, or so you think you can dance, hello. She's the showrunner, executive producer of Grey's Anatomy. Oh, and yes. she acts. And yes. she runs a dance school. Yes. And she's an extraordinary woman. She's just amazing. I call her Ms. Allen. Yes, yes. Ms. Allen. Ms. Allen. She, um... She really, like, but I had to audition for her for this play, and I actually went to the audition when I was 14, mm-hmm. and I, I'll never forget it. We were in the Kennedy Center, and um, I was wearing my ballet slippers, <laughs> <laughs> which probably I just bought because I wasn't taking ballet at the time. And so I'm, like, going there just like, oh, I'm going to try my best, and here I go. <laughs> here I go. And there are other girls there from the Kirov Academy, and like, you know. Washington Ballet, yeah, probably. Washington Ballet, and their legs are like here so needless to say I didn't make it so I that's what also helped me go back to this strong board with my teacher who said no we're gonna you know you gotta learn more and so I now it was like two years later and mind you I wasn't 
great, like, you know, two years later. Right. But, I, but I at least had an understanding. You get that vocabulary. The vocabulary. Yeah. So then I went back to another Debbie Allen audition. And um, this time, I remember my dance teachers just saying, be full out. Just be full out. And um, I went in. And this one was looking, they were looking for um, a tap duo. So I was like, "This, I gotta get this." You're like, like this I got this. I know. Like, I went in with my my. <laughs> I was wearing a tap shirt, like like that's really not what you should wear. But <laughs> I, I, does it just I, say tap on it, it or is it sparkly? Excuse me. I made it. It was a shirt I made, and it said "Tapping for Life." I kind of dig that. Okay. Though. Yes. <laughs> Do you sell like, that now? Because you should. I sell other things. It's a, my shirts. Uh, my sister and I have a line. It says "Tap into Love" and "Tap into Equality." So we have a whole whole line. Okay, because that's a good lo- slogan. Yes. Slogan. So um, I remember we snuck into the audition early, and there were like eight hundred people at this audition. My friend and I snuck in, and we said, "Miss Allen, we tap." And I'm looking back, I'm like, she could have been laughed at us and sent us out. But instead, she said, okay, well, let me see something. So we did this like back and forth tap jam, and she was like, oh, amazing, ladies. Now go put your jazz shoes on. Ooh. You're like, no, I have to do jazz. I got to do jazz. So I just kept remembering my teacher's words, like, be full out, you know, just be you. And I went in there, and I'll never forget the the dance. Like, I remember the move that Mm -hmm. that I knew I could nail. Because it was like a head swing, and it was like hippie. Oh, I love it. (laughs) And so so I did it, and then, long story short, I was picked as one of the 12 girls, and that was was the catalyst for really um, everything in my life, like being um, a self-aware woman, learning that we have no limits, that, you know, learning to speak as an artist. I mean, it was just like... Having a voice as an artist. Yes. This is so important. Yes. And we were just Everything. talking about Diana Pombo, who, uh, you know, she's 12 and she has a voice. And I think yes. that's extraordinary because it's taken me a long time as an adult to find my voice. Exactly. And I think that, you know, so for me as, as a woman in tap, you know, I, like I said, I was inspired by Gregory Hines. Um, he had, he was really the person that brought tap, you know, to the mainstream in the 80s by way of dancing to funk music. music and White Nights. Yes, Come White on. Nights with Barishnikov. Please. Unreal. So he brought tap to, to, the, to movies and to television, and he made it cool and mm-hmm. accessible. And so I saw that, and I thought, you know, that's what I want to do. But if we're looking historically, um, the field of tap has always had a, a prominent male. So, you know, you go back in time and you have Fred Astaire and you have Bilbo Jangles Robinson and you have, you know, Gene Kelly, Nicholas Brothers, Sammy Davis Jr. So on Save and on. Glover. Save like, Young Glover. Yeah. And these are all guys and, you know, no knocking to them, but there were always amazing women and they just didn't get the same acknowledgement or recognition or support. And so I always thought to myself, you know, like, this is something I want to change because there are so many amazing women out here. There are so many, um, just historically, you know, like there was a woman named Jenny Lagon, and she was one of the first um, African-American women to ever have a contract with MGM. And so she was putting, you know, tap on film, but she just wasn't um, protected, let's say, in history, you know, of course. or celebrated. Um, are, are there any movies we can watch of hers? Do you know um, any off the top of your head? The best thing to do, honestly, is just YouTube. Google, Good YouTube, old YouTube. Google, yeah. And just put in uh, Dr. Well, we call her Dr. Now, but that was, you know, 
she was given that award later on. So just look up Jenny, J-E-N-I-L-E-G-O-N, Lagon, okay. and you'll see amazing things. A woman named Cora Lared. So on YouTube, they're just excerpts that you'll find. Of course. Um, but, you know, these women were game changers, but they just, you know, haven't been celebrated in history. Mm-hmm. So I'm really adamant about that change and also looking into the future, um, that's why I started my company, Syncopated Ladies. That's why my sister and I are always advocating for girls to speak up and to be heard and to not have to fit in to the way things have been done, but rather do them how you imagine them. And and I think that that's really what Gregory Hines did, and that's why he spoke to me, mm-hmm. because he was speaking from his heart, you know? It's the, the authenticity. We talk about yeah. a lot of things on this show, and the ballet f- fundamentals is, comes back all the time. Yes. Dance history comes yes. back to us all the time and authenticity. I feel like those are like the three themes that mm-hmm. I keep on coming back to in mm-hmm. conversations with people. Absolutely. It's just so important because ultimately if we look at art across the board, any genre of art, uh, we're drawn to people that are speaking from their souls, mm-hmm. you know, and I remember one of my mentors, um, Dr. Harold Cromer, he was, he was, uh, a famed tap dancer from the vaudeville era, he told me, I was doing a one-woman show in New York um, off-Broadway, and he... Were you doing it at La Mama? Yes! I was like, yes. I went to NYU, so I'm very familiar with downtown. Yeah, so I was like, when I was doing some research, I know, I was like, La Mama's a great experimental Uh, theater, like, great place. So great. This is the most daunting, scary thing I'd ever done. I had reached back um, to one of my childhood um, teachers, Ted Lewis Levy, to get... um, him to direct my show, which was such a blessing. And um, so Harold Cromer was coming to watch the show. And uh, he's, he always arrived everywhere early. So he's like there. Um, Two hours yes, early in the audience yes, just waiting. He was in his 90s. Okay, so, I love that. Yeah. So he's there and I said, I'm like, I'm, tell- I'm telling him I'm freaking out. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. And he's like, Chloe, calm down. He's like, you got this. He's like, all you have to do is tell the truth. And it was like a ding moment of like, you're right. It's not as hard as we think. Telling the truth, being yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, like stop trying. Don't try to impress your audience. Don't try to do what you think people will like. But what is your truth? And tell your truth. And that was one of the greatest calming lessons I had that made me go out there and rediscover myself because it was was almost, it was about about an hour 20 show of my life. It's a lot. And it's a lot. And I had like probably about 11 dances within it that um, ranged in emotion and purpose. And it just was the most liberating and, um, yeah, liberating truth-telling experience where some of the hardest things about my childhood and about my experience, um, I was able to divulge to strangers. No, it's good, though. <laughs> and it's so freeing to live in your truth and share it with people because yes. it's an easier place to live, especially Los Angeles is such a town of facades mm-hmm. of being like, this is what I am, this is what you expect me to be, yes. instead of going, hey, guys, this is who I really yes. am. Yes, so and, much better. and I have to say that my greatest successes have come as a result of being me versus, you know, when I was in college, I was, I went to Columbia in New York. Like our rival school, uptown and downtown. <laughs> yes, but you know, very good schools, now in retrospect, anywhere you went, <laughs> exactly. either way, you'd be good. Um, so I was in school, I was, you know, battling for 
this challenging, you know, education mm-hmm. to get through. And meanwhile, I was at every tap jam, every tap class, you know, doing whatever I could to become, you know, skilled and better and all of this stuff. And and um, but at the time, all of the the actual jobs were actually just for men, like all the prominent jobs. So mm-hmm. on Broadway, you had bringing the noise, bringing the funk. Oh, yeah. You had Tap Dogs that was, um, you know, touring and mm-hmm. then also, you know, coming to New York. And then you had Riverdance. Um, Stomp was Stomp, Stomp played forever Stomp. downtown. Yeah. yeah. So these were all and, you know, um, roles that were, you know, just either like in Stomp, there were women, but there were it, it, there was a certain stylistic perspective yep. um, or you just had to be a guy. And so in my... <laughs> In my imagination of like, well, what am I going to do? There, there was just a, a lot of limitations. You're like, I'm not fitting into these boxes exactly. that they want everyone to fit in. So I thought, in my imagination, what I thought is I just have to be as good as the boys and then it'll work out. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. But that that goal was not the right goal, you know, because it wasn't I have to be myself. The goal was I have to be as good as these guys. I got to get their approval. I need to, you know be able to battle them. I got to be able it's to exhausting. be in there. And, and that it is an exhausting journey of reaching for something that's not authentic to you. So what was good about that is I, I became very skilled. You know, I, I really <laughs> trained my butt off and I, yep. and I got to be really um, just a better musician and a better dancer. But what was missing was my voice. And so after I graduated, Debbie Allen invited me to come to L.A. Mm-hmm. And I had to say of her, she's one of the kindest, most generous people on the planet, because aside from being incredibly accomplished herself, she's a giver. And she's looking behind her people. Yes. This is something that I'm so adamant yes. about. Grabbing grabbing. Ever, grabbing hands, bringing people up with her. Absolutely. She she just doesn't forget. And and so, you know, from the 16-year-old girl that was in her play to now, you know, I was... Uh, 22 graduating, she um, still was there for me. And um, in fact, I actually couldn't afford to move to LA. She said, you know, why don't you come? And I said, I just can't afford it yet. Like I need to mm-hmm. figure out, get get a job. Yeah. Living in New York <laughs> City, you're broke as yes, it is. Yes. It's just- yeah. I remember looking in my bank account in college. Uh, it was a real low point. And I, there was a, there was a really cool shirt that I wanted to buy. It was like, it had the trains on it. It was the Columbia, like orientation shirt and I couldn't afford it because I only had $25 in my bank account Mm -hmm. and I'll never forget that because it was like I couldn't afford a $7 shirt yes right and so now it's like ready to go on the next step and and I told Debbie I'm like I'm gonna work on it and I can get there and she said you know what honey you can live with me come on out and you know I'll help you get your feet wet, and then you go out there and you go get it. Wait, so you're living with Ms. Allen. Okay. Yes. What is it like living with Ms. Debbie Allen? Just give us, like, the fun little... Does okay. she wear pajamas and, yes. like, slippers, and she's totally... Yeah, so she's, she's, you know, Debbie, I, I, I think of her as, like, in different ways, right? So, like, Miss Allen is, when you're in class, mm-hmm. you know, Miss Allen. Yes. Um, Debbie Allen is the phenomenon, Right? Yeah, she's, she's a, out there, she's and a, she's a phenomenon. Deborah is what her mom calls her, <gasps> and that is the distinguished woman, right? Deborah, she's the distinguished woman. I love that. And then Debbie is the mama. She's the one that like 
cooks for everybody. She can cook. She What's can, her best um, meal? Well, my favorite thing <laughs> is either her curry chicken Ooh. or her fried chicken. Just and her cake. She makes great lemon cake. <laughs> Next time I interview her, I'm going to be like, can I come over your yeah. house? Because oh, you Chloe to. told me about your curry chicken. You have to. <laughs> so she's, Debbie is the woman that like takes care of everyone. everyone. She's the community leader, you know. She's the mama. mama. Yeah. yeah, like she would talk to you about your woes. You're going through it. You got a breakup. You, you know, you just that pat you on the back like it's going to be all right. Yeah. We got this. We can do it. And so, yeah, living with her just just uh, you know, one of the things when you see someone so successful, it's great to see into their life because you see the work. So what I really got to see is her up at 2 a.m., you know, making notes on a script, Yes. you know, and then still being up at the you know crack of dawn to get to teach go teach children dance, which she does not need to do. But you it's know, her way, it's again, her giving back. Giving and her passion and then running to set right after and then going to host this show and then doing this charity. And, like, I got to see firsthand uh, a woman boss, you know? Yes, and we need more of the, those people. And I think what's really important, too, is you're, when you said you saw the work. Um, I come from the East Coast. You're from the East Coast. Yes. You know, there's a strong work ethic on the East Coast. And you get out here to the West Coast and everyone's like, the beach, it's sunny, palm trees. Mm-hmm. And people always say to me, you work so hard. And I'm like, it is, I don't know if it's that Puritan, like New England thing in my brain, but it's not an option. It's not, like, an, option. It's not an option. You go to school, <laughs> yes. you get a degree. Yes. If you have to work five jobs, you work five jobs. Exactly. <laughs> well, I was, I mean, I could list the jobs I've worked. I've been a cleaning person. I have, um, I worked at the mall i um sold t-shirts on the street i I was a strawberry daiquiri once you guys while broadway singers at the marriott marquis sang next to me and i stood there as a strawberry daiquiri you just reminded me i was um i uh sold the candy in the bathroom at a nightclub yes i've done that (laughs) so you know you yeah we we ingrained in us is this you make it happen and so it's incredible that it doesn't matter what um phase of your journey you're on you you keep that with you so you know watching debbie be incredibly successful and still putting in all of that work made me realize the work never ends that's right it's just going you to get this here is, yeah it doesn't matter yeah because in your heart is this desire to continue to make an impact to achieve to to reach people. And um, so I, I couldn't be more thankful. And I, I, every time I get a chance to thank her, I just say, thank you, Debbie. I love you. Because um, as much as it's important for us to, you know, um, give to the future, we also must celebrate those that gave to us. Right. And, and so like my mission in life, honestly, is to celebrate her legacy and by as an inspirational also um inspirational vehicle for all the people we're able to affect oh i love that it's so good you know and i we chloe and i were talking about this like off camera but we were talking about just times up and things like that and Mm -hmm. you know it's it's a really big globe of of ideas and thoughts and issues and things like that but if you can even just find a small way to make an impact and for me it's always been you know i don't have kids so i always call my twitter babies i have all my twitter babies that have followed me for years and they'll sit there and send me prom pictures and stuff like that or ask for advice and i'm like even if it's just that small a thing that we can do it's enormous and and affecting one life is um it's it has a dynamic effect you know it it really isn't the quantity it's the quality of how Mm -hmm. you change someone's life and you don't realize the 
the ability you have until you start giving and then you see the effect and you feel the effect. And so actually this past weekend, um, I was teaching on a convention on New York City Dance Alliance Mm -hmm. and a girl came up to me and she said, "Um, I've been really sick for a year in and out of the hospital and the thing that's kept me going has been watching your videos. And for me, like, you know, when you're making, because people that, for our videos, I don't just go, here's a video, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> like, I really think about it. I do things that, I, that really speak to my heart, and then I invest in it, and I, and I pay, you know, for it to happen. And so it's really a work of love mm-hmm. when I make these things, and, um, and it's a work of teamwork, you know, the, all the ladies getting together and giving their hearts to something. So when you see the impact and that it really matters, it's, it, it feels so good because you know that you're speaking to someone that needs to hear what you're saying. Absolutely. And in your videos, like I was just saying, I'm like, I watched that Beyonce <laughs> tap dance like three times. I just kept on going, hit play, play, play. Because it, it was, it was, there was something just about it. And I was like, gosh, I'm so excited for this interview today. And it kind of got me you. in a really good frame of mind. And I mean, the Beyonce one really put you guys on the map. Yes. Um, can we just talk about that Beyonce moment? Because she's a queen. She's yes. another person that yes. is um, giving and sharing and elevating. Yes, yes. Okay, so um, I couldn't be more thankful for the women in my life. Um, and that's all the women. My, my syncopated sisters, that's what we call yep. each other. My actual blood sister, Maude. Um, Debbie Allen, like I said, my mom, who's you know been there for us obviously from the start, Um, Beyonce, Beyonce. Beyonce. (laughs) So I've always, um, if we go back to like 2006, um, I uh, got the chance to work. Well, it's actually had to go back a little further. I went to, it's important for people, I think, to kind of set up the foundation, set up the story. Yeah, because everyone thinks you just make it and it's just not real. (laughs) Um, So in 2000, Six, I went to an audition for a Beyonce um, show. Okay. And her auditions have hundreds and hundreds of people. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget, I, I remember everything about it, like how I walked down the, the, the alley to get to the dance studio, etc. And I got there, there's so many people, everybody's beautiful, everybody's talented. Yep. That's what it is, right? And but I had the best feeling in my heart. Like, I just was like, I'm going to come in here and I'm going to rock. Okay. So this I, is my day. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is my day. So I go in, I'm dancing. And mind you, none of this is tap. So again, thank goodness for Tony Lombre and then Debbie Allen, who because Debbie Allen pushed me further into studying oh, yes. if you, all the genres. If you go to Dada, you yeah. know, you're getting trained in everything. Yes, we took every <laughs> style of dance. And um, so I go in there. I'm like, I'm just going to give my all. So we're doing it. Make the first cut. You're like, yes, check. <laughs> Make the second cut. Check. Yeah. <laughs> now we're down to the wire and it's improv time. Now I'm that person that brings her tap shoes everywhere. Yes. So I have my tap shoes hiding in the corner of the studio and I'm like, it's improv time. I'm going to grab these shoes. I'm going to jump into the improv circle doing tap. So I do that. <laughs> okay. And everyone's like, wait a minute. <laughs> this is supposed to be happening right now. So I, um, I do, I do it. Everybody's like, they're loving it. However, it really wasn't what they were looking for sure. for this particular job. But when I tell you, I walked out of there because they didn't make the final decisions there. But I walked out and I felt so proud of myself. And I felt this sense of like accomplishment. Like, 
I had come there, given my all, also been true to myself, brought my tap took shoes a out, risk. took a huge risk that could have been really embarrassing. They could have embarrassed me and said, mm-hmm. why are you tapping? Like, what <laughs> are you doing? Instead, they were very supportive of it. And, and I actually knew in my heart that I hadn't booked. But as I was driving, I was smiling. Like, I was literally like, this is like the best day. I danced all day. It was so fun. I did what I what I set out to do. I wasn't afraid to do it. And that's a win. And I think we need yeah. to look at... The win isn't always the job. No. I felt... I truly felt like I won. And in my head, I, I said to myself, I'm going to work with Beyonce. And, and, I, and I... But I knew it wasn't that job. Mm-hmm. But I was like, it's going to happen. It's all good. And, and, and I just happily drove off, and I didn't get the job, and, it, and I was okay. So I, at Columbia, I had studied film. Mm-hmm. And um, my partner um, that used to have, she um, would shoot, come and shoot my dancing when I would perform around the city. And then when she shot her thesis, I, w- I was the main actress in her thesis, and then I helped her edit. And we, just, we were just friends and buddies and supported Good bouncing each other. back yes. and forth as artists. Her name is Melina, and she actually went to NYU. So I got my NYU experience through I love her. that. <laughs> she um, is a very successful director now and executive producer. And um, she's won Grammys for her work with Beyonce and Rihanna. No big deal. <laughs> and she also um, is uh, an EP on Insecure on HBO. Yeah. So she's doing... She's doing Who a I'm great seeing job. tomorrow night, by the way. Oh, excited. Yes, I'm excited. That's great. So, um, oh, yeah. So, long story short, I had been assisting Melina on um, shoots. As, as she was the director, and she would bring me on to assist, which was awesome because I was learning how to direct. It, it was almost like grad school. Like, I studied in school, but now I was in the field getting to learn. Mm-hmm. So, I really appreciated it those opportunities to learn. So one day she calls me, she says, are you available tomorrow for, we have another shoot. I'm like, of course, like, let's go. And, um, next thing you know, she says, great. It's Beyonce. And I was like, like, full circle. (laughs) And so, you know, yeah, I wasn't dancing for her. It wasn't like that, but it didn't matter because it was her essence that I got to experience. Mm -hmm. And in that experience, I was uplifted like working on set and seeing her, again, work ethic, how she treats people, her level of kindness, her level of diligence, her, her passion, her unapologetic um, power, you know, mm-hmm. of not having to feel like, oh, all right, well, I don't want to make other people feel bad. Women Let apologize me. too Women much. Women apologize too much. So I'll never forget how I felt leaving there. And I thought to myself, I want to feel this way in tap shoes. And Mm. it changed everything. Literally, it was the tipping point. So from then, I called the ladies that I'd already been, we'd already been had syncopated ladies. It was like, oh, three. We were, we actually um, started at Debbie Allen Studio. She let us have free space to build this idea. And, um, but I called them. I remember we were actually in my, in my bedroom, like, Going, doing girl <laughs> stuff like I was giving them clothes and we were like you know doing big sister stuff yep. and I said I want to rock out in tap shoes how do y'all feel about that and they were like me too and we we're like Rawr. and then <laughs> <laughs> next thing you know that's when we started making like our own music videos so I was pulling on the skills 
that I learned from assisting Melina from college. Absolutely. And saying, let it's time for me to show the world how I imagine tap. That's how right. I feel about it, how it makes me feel. And so we did a couple of videos to get you know, our feet wet. And then I thought, I have to do a salute to the woman. Let's do it. That gave me that, rawr, like, we can do this, you know? And, um, and so we did this video, Beyonce Tap Salute. And honestly, I just put it out there. I... At that time, viral wasn't like a prominent concept. Like thing, a lot. Of, it wasn't like now. Dance is a viral. Yeah, it's, it's one of the driving forces yes. of YouTube. Honestly, yes. yes. But um, this was 2013, so it was still, you know, burgeoning. And and so I, I put it out there, and thought really like, okay, people are liking it. Cool. You know, maybe we have like fifty thousand views. I thought that was. You're Amazing. like, that's the tops. <laughs> like, I'll take 100 at yeah, some point. This yeah, this is incredible. And then I was actually going to take class from Luam in, at Broadway. I was in New York. Mm-hmm. I was going to take class from Luam, who is an incredible choreographer in New York. And I was taking hip-hop class because I like love training. That's good. So I was Always a student. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And so I went to take class. And as I'm walking to class, I start getting these notifications oh. that say, Beyonce sent me here. And I'm so confused because I'm like, what does that mean? You're like the beyond. You mean like my the tap the video? tap video? Yeah. I, I it took a second to register, and then I pick up my phone, and I like start my hands start shaking, literally shaking, and I'm trying to type in Beyonce's page because I'm like, could that mean? And I'm like, fingers crossed. And I get to her page, and and she had shared it, and she wrote, they killed it, and. My the numbers started to magnify. So I'm in the lobby of Broadway Dance Center and I tell everybody because like, you're like Beyonce sent me, send people here, right? Share my video. The whole lobby, who people that don't know me, start roaring with applause or they're celebrating with me. Now, mind you, I'm supposed to go to class, okay? <laughs> so I have this really difficult decision of do I do I stay on my cell phone and collect, you know? The glory. Just watch it. Right. Or do I go to class like I was supposed to do? So I go to class. Smart. And guess what? The dance was to a Beyonce song. (gasps) You're like, I love this. I was like, this is everything right now. So the whole class, my phone's over there and I'm in there going for my life. The notifications are draining your battery. And I'm just like celebrating Beyonce in this class, you know, in my own personal like, It's a victory. Yeah. Yeah. And then I get out of class and... Overnight, you know, within like, I want to say it jumped by like a hundred thousand every couple hours. That's crazy. And um, through that, through that visibility, then so you think you can dance? Called us to invite us to a season that it just worked out timing wise. They were having crew battles. The crew that was season eleven. Yeah, which yeah. was just so lucky that it was just perfect timing. And so we went on, and um, <laughs> this was interesting because <laughs> we had. It was a Twitter battle, so mm-hmm. you had to, you won by way of how many Twitter um, hashtags you got. Yeah, and I was a little nervous because at that point we only had about three hundred followers. Okay. Oh, good old social yes. media, yes. And you're and, like, oh man. And our competitors were the winners of America's Best Dance Crew, and they had like a hundred thousand plus followers. Of course. So I'm like, ladies. We are going to go in there. We're going to give our all. We can do this, you yeah. know? So, so we did. And then, you know, now it's like internet time for decisions. And um, my 
crew and I, I said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to reply to every person that supports us. And so it was a whole week long. And I tell you, I don't think I've ever been on the phone so much. Your thumbs are like permanent, like. Yes. (laughs) Um, But long story short, by the end of that week, we had won 67% of the vote. And crazy enough, we were trending worldwide. Which blew my mind. Tap dancing women trending worldwide during the NBA finals, which was like, whoa. And, um, and through that experience, then we were able to have, we, um, have our own concert. And that year, um, we went on a tour, we sold out all of our shows. It was just like, I call it the Beyonce effect. Yes. You know, one stroke of a button that led to not just us tap women being able to work, but creating work for anyone in tap because now tap is more visible now more people care now more people want to learn so just her catapulting a field and then women in a field it was it's a big deal magical and i think too it's been important seeing tappers like when we saw gabby diaz yes that was a big deal in season 12 you were able to come on season 13 and let me tell you (laughs) first of all i love emma helen camp because she and her mother ever they're just the nicest people. So nice. Yes. So nice. And um, But that particular number, the two of them, and, and little tiny Emma, <laughs> she's a little taller now, but yes, she so was so sweet. itty bitty. And But really, uh, you could see that she felt your choreography to her soul. Thank you. So I was very excited to be invited to choreograph on So You Think, especially because it had, you know, again, been such a nice launching pad for what we were doing. Um, and so when they called, you know, I, I was like, so do I get to do girl anthem? Like, you know, yeah, like, you're like, please. I really hope that's, you know, where I'm going with this. And they were all for it. So it was exciting because, um, again, I think about the women in my life, you know, Debbie Allen, Beyonce, people that were like, you know, go, we, we stand up tall, yep. we stand proud. And, and I wanted to be able to give that to, to Gabby and Emma as a way for them to, again, feel unapologetic, to go out there and represent for the women, you know, in this field, in a strong, uh, strong rhythmic voice. I love it. <laughs> and, you know, something that's interesting, these kids were so young. They were 8 to 13, 14. I think everyone wound up being like 10 to 14 when yes. they got cast. But girls especially, hit, before hitting like the preteen, like this is the years you really want to empower them. Truly, truly. And it's amazing because, again, it's important to have women in every generation speaking loudly because you have Emma and her voice, you know, I'm giving her something to say, but it's something that she believes in. And the kids her age are going to hear her mm-hmm. in a different way than they might hear me. So they're hearing it in, from their peer group, and yes. I think that it's impacting in an, in another you know another way. So I think it's just so important that each generation speaks because it's the message will be received yeah. differently based around around you know the community that you you are coming from. So I think that it was very exciting for for me to have Gabby's audience and then have Emma's audience. Um, all unify around the same message. And we got to see it twice. It was on the finale as well. That's a big deal. I I know. know. That was was very exciting for me. I I was very honored to have the work brought back because, you know, it's just something I I truly believe in. And and I I just know because I was 
all of us, right? Any mm-hmm. woman has been that girl that wasn't sure of herself at some point where you're wondering, am I pretty enough? Oh, uh, you know, uh, am I good enough? Um, we all, I still do it as an adult, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately. But, yeah. you know, some days I'm like, stop these voices, stop them. Yeah, and you have to find exactly the words so that your voice, your inner voice shifts so that mm-hmm. your your why and your being are around something bigger than kind of what society wants it to be around. Right. And I, being a big sister, because my sister Maude is younger than me, I knew very young that I was responsible for how she thought of herself. That's right. So I was able to see the importance of being like a mentor and a sister because I was watching how it was shaping her. Mm-hmm. And there was a time where she was it's it's crazy how kind of the world works but where she was being put down because she was too skinny this is very interesting <laughs> i can't i know we I'm, can't win no i this is the this is the point like there's so many and I will say that oftentimes it is ladies doing it to other ladies or girls it's, doing it to girls. Stop the, Stop with this girl-on-girl crime. 100%. <laughs> no more girl-on-girl crime. Stop it. It's got to end. <laughs> and we are our greatest asset. We can lift each other up. So something I told her um, when I was, I was probably about, I guess, 15, 16, and I told mm-hmm. her every day you have to wake up, you have to look yourself in the mirror, and you have to say to yourself – I am beautiful. I am intelligent. I am enough. I am talented. I am, you know, gifted. I can do it. I'm strong. I am strong. And so she started to do that. And if you meet my sister now, she's (laughs) one of the most self-assertive, self-loving, while loving of everyone else. She's an advocate for sisterhood like none other. And I think it's because it was fostered in our home that Mm -hmm. that we be best friends, you know, that we don't compete, that we elevate. And so... When I look at like Gabby and Emma, you know, in this um, huge spotlight, I want them to not think about the other girls on the show as their competition right. or why are they better or why are they worse. Or I don't want you to think like that. I want you to come out here and and understand that, you know, at the end of the day, you know, whether whomever wins, that's not really what matters. The win is how do you feel about yourself and how are you encouraging others to feel about themselves? And it really makes a difference about you know, the life decisions you'll make. So if you learn at 10 years old that you don't need for a man to tell you you're beautiful to feel beautiful, mm-hmm. then when you're an adult, you won't seek that out. And instead, you'll you'll have good relationships. And You won't spend your 20s like yeah. dating the wrong person. It's, <laughs> it's exactly. really true. It's, it's, it's so, so true. true. I mean, it's crazy to think about, but it's all that imprint that we have when we're younger. 100%. Yeah. 100%. So I'm very conscientious about that. And my sister and I, we actually put on um, a syncopated ladies boot camp every summer. Um, <gasps> yeah, this year it's in July here in LA. And we actually, we do four. We do New York, Chicago, um, LA and then like a an extra city mm-hmm. and the whole point of the boot camp is is yes people are coming because they want to learn tab and you know be challenged and you know do our choreography but also we spend time talking about self-image talking about self-worth um, and visualizing how we want to see our futures so it's really exciting because every year we do a letter to ourselves oh, I love those and every year we come back and we read them and it's exciting to hear the success stories of, I told myself this, and now I'm doing this. Because the words that we say like to ourselves every day shape you know, our reality. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, I, I'm just overall thankful. I mean, the syncopated ladies, the the women in the group. You have Anissa Lee. I she was a Debbie Allen Dance Academy scholarship student. Wow! Since she was 11, so she's been you know with me for. A long, a long time. time. That's a good note. That's yeah, good. Yeah. And, you know, she's what's cool is that all of the women are also their own. They have their own lanes and their own accomplishments. So we come together and everybody is a strong member of the team versus, you know, like, oh, you're under me. It's more like, no, we are a team. So That's Anissa, right. she went to Otis School of Design. She is a fashion designer. That's so amazing. she does our costumes. That's so great. Right? <laughs> and then, you know, you have Asada Madison, and she went to UCLA for statistics. So she runs all of our databases and, like... Amazing. Isn't, I mean, unbelievable. I so, know. It's using everyone's skill set, too. Exactly. To, and so, you know, like I said, they all have their solo projects, mm-hmm. and then we come together, and we're even stronger because everybody has a sense of self and then a sense of sisterhood. So that I, I really... I couldn't be more proud or thankful that, you know, um, the universe brought me close to women that, you know, have the same um, same perspective Mm -hmm. on what sisterhood means and like the importance of it and the value of it. And I just my my greatest, I guess, wish or prayer for my life is that I'm forever surrounded by that kind of love. Well, and it's one it's a wonderful place to live, honestly, yeah. and I think like the world needs more of it. I yes. think that we're we're seeing a lot of shifting and changing right now, um mm-hmm. and the, which for the good. Yes. But we're going to have to go through we have to go through the muck <laughs> to yes. get to the other side, yes. but I think that we're going to be showing these these younger kids like there's a better way to do it and we're all going to be leading the Absolutely. way. Absolutely. And I have to say, you know, even if we're looking at um thank goodness for the times up movement, thank goodness mm-hmm. because it's it gives us the the vocabulary to say what we've been feeling, you know, because mm-hmm. I've received a lot of pushback from some of the men in power in my field because m- my voice is not requesting approval. And it's been difficult because at first I thought these were people in my corner and right. The hardest thing, you know, you think when you get more successful, you're like, yeah, everybody's going to be on board. And it's just not true. There's a lot of jealousy that comes yes. and a lot of um, talking behind your back yes. that happens. And it's very hurtful. And But then you realize that it's that you can't make people feel any way about anything. And it's a reflection of them. Exactly. You. <laughs> so I, that's another thing that I talk a lot about with my students is this idea of bullying because it is bullying when you take to you know if you if you're using your power not to uplift then um it's a form of bullying and so i always talk to young people about how do you use social media what are you saying Mm -hmm. do you have to comment in a way that would ever hurt anyone's feelings no you never have to say anything mean ever literally and so i've worked to to you know if, if i receive Anything that's, you know, resistant or not kind, I just channel the response through my creativity and um, I, I try to not give any light to anything that is dark. It's yeah, it's it's not worth it. Um, no. I can't believe it. We're, we're down to like five minutes. I, can't I know. Believe it. I already knew. I was like, I already know That's Chloe crazy. has to come back because there's like eighteen thousand more stories. Oh but gosh. I, I want to talk about something um, that's coming up. You've got the DC Tap Fest yes. coming, which coincides with the big march on Washington. Parkland yes. students are leading the way. Yes. Dina Katz is actually helping organize them. The casting director for Dancing with the Stars. That the whole women's um, march movement is 
it's powered Amazing. by her. I know. Amazing. Um, but you were talking, you can't take all of your kids to the march, but yes. how are you going to kind of participate? Because so, this is cool. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I'm very thankful that um, our DC Tap Festival, which is now celebrating 10 years, congratulations, is happening during a pivotal moment for young people because young people are saying, no, you're going to hear our voice. Mm-hmm. And that's what our whole event is about, you know, using the arts to have your voice be heard. So we're actually going to shoot a video that is in alignment with the March for Our Lives to say, you know, we young people have a voice, hear our voice, it matters. And us as artists, um, have a platform, you know, on which to express that. So um, I'm excited for hearing and having the input of these young people to create um, a video that is powerful and impacting and uplifting and says, you know, no more. Like we have to um, prioritize the safety and the well-being of our future. Everyone deserves that. Yes. Every kid who goes to school deserves that, yes. which is so important. So make sure you share the video with us because we you. really want to see it. And I'm so excited about just, you know, just having them that experience Thank for all of you. them. It's going to be incredible. I am too. I, it's going to be so organic and in the moment. And I just love when young people, you know, speak up. Yeah, it's, you know, it's been uh, this last month, you know, out of tragedy just has come so many exciting things and things that give me such great hope for yes. the future. So I'm really happy about that. Yes, indeed. I can't believe we're done because I'm like, either. I have I have pages and notes, people. <laughs> oh it went too fast. <laughs> I know it did go by too fast, but I'm going to I'm going to email you and we'll figure something out maybe in later in the spring or something. I would love that. I, would love I was like, that. we went back and forth on the schedule. You're so busy. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> it's a good it's a good thing. Yes. Um, if people want to learn more, where can they find you out there on social media? Yes. So on Instagram, it's Chloe Arnold Taps. On Twitter, Chloe Arnold. On Facebook, um, Syncopated Ladies by Chloe Arnold. So, But if you just Google Chloe Arnold, you'll find me She's and there. reach out. I look forward to interacting and seeing you guys soon. Oh, this was such a great hour, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us here at To The Point with Kristen Bird. Next week, we've got season two winner Benji Schwimmer, who is hot Ooh. off of the Olympics because he choreographed Adam Rapon's long program, which I think is kind of awesome. So he will be here in studio. And of course, for all the latest dance news, it's at dancenetwork.tv. Thank you so much to Popcorn Talk. We'll see you all next week. Thanks. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.